Rejoicing in the Law, Part 2, by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. As we discussed in Part 1 of this series, there are two groups of people being raised and matured to become the vehicle the supernatural will use to create and renew or corrupt and destroy. Both will have the nature of their family tree. Both will be working to establish and maintain the kingdom that best blesses their lifestyle and is acceptable to their nature. Both want and need the resources of the planet to implement the plan of one world government, one world religion, and one world acceptance of their form of education. One body is good, obedient, righteous, submissive to God and one another. They treat all creation with love and respect, give fair scale to laborers, using righteous principles towards all people. The other is comprised of people that are shrewd, clever, disobedient, lawless, yet benevolent when they choose to be. They are both good and evil. This body has members that put unwanted children in trash cans, or, if they are having a good day, leave them on someone else's doorstep to give them a chance for life. This body can love and be kind when it feels like it, good, or when their nature changes to evil through spirits of anger, rage, even murder. They hurt, harm, beat, kill, and destroy. There are even times they take pride in being lawless rebels. Again, both bodies are maturing into the image of the family tree they, as individuals, have chosen to be a part of. As you look around, you will see evidence of which tree is bearing fruit through various individuals. The tree of life produces ones that love truth and are obedient to it, that manifest the fruit of love, joy, peace, gentleness, faithfulness, meekness, kindness, long-suffering, and patience, while the tree of good and evil produces fruit that hates direction and rebuke that will kill, steal, bully, and destroy. We cannot be a member of both. We must choose between the two trees. In the natural, we are automatically a part of the family we are born into. In the supernatural, however, it is different. We can be born to one family and yet have the perfect free will to choose which family we want to continue to be a part of. There are only two families in the supernatural to belong to, however. Choose carefully, as they are in direct opposition to each other. There is a battle raging on earth at this moment, and only one family can be the victor. The decision has already been decreed in the supernatural as to which tree or head of the family is the winner. That was determined on the cross. But these trees are again supernatural, not seen with the soulish eye. To manifest here on earth, they must have a body to live through. As the end results of this battle will affect the earth in its entirety, the body must be able to reach and influence the whole globe. Again, both heads have the same objectives, one government, one complete ownership of the earth's resources and the knowledge that emanates from these trees spread across the earth to shape and mold the people. These two heads, although they have the same father, 
the Creator, are as different as Cain and Abel and Jacob and Esau. What did Cain and Esau have in common? They broke spiritual law. They were lawless. They did things spur of the moment without considering the direction of God or the consequences. You see, when God states something, it becomes law. Therefore, all Scripture is law. To make sure all know them, they are written on our hearts, etched on our minds. Our conscience makes them available at all times. God's law extends to the whole universe. All creation was intended to be governed by the law of God. Satan, however, and those that followed him, were the first to rebel and break God's law. They are always looking for new recruits. Any disobedience on the part of creation draws the attention of the enemy immediately. They enter quickly, trying their best to make sure the situation does not become harmonious again. They love confusion and strife as it causes division. All things were created to work together for good. So if creation works independently, it causes havoc as there is no harmony. For instance, The scripture tells us love never fails. It's a law of God. So all the enemy has to do is cause us to hate. And in the supernatural, we become defeated losers. In the natural, we can ignore traffic lights and speed zones, but it may cost us our life. We recognize this. And if we're obedient to the laws that govern the highways, they guard us from accidents, perhaps death. Well, Satan knows spiritual law very well, and to corrupt us and all creation, all he must do is make us break the law so it cannot protect us. He will twist scripture, hoping to mislead even the elect. An example of this is seen in Matthew chapter 4, verse 6, as he foolishly tried his best to pervert the Lord from the word. Think about his pride. He tried to mislead the word with his own words. He tried to use Jesus against himself. Matthew chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. And said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, It is written again, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Then to show you more of Satan's mentality, he tried to give his counterfeit world to the one that created all things in the first place. Did he forget who the Lord was? I don't think so. He reckoned that the Lord, in taking on a human body, was somehow weakened and would fall as did Adam and Eve. Let us read verses 8 through 11. Matthew chapter 4 verses 8 through 11. Again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these things I will give you, if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only you shall serve. Then the devil left him, And behold, angels came and ministered to him. How many icons in the world have sold their soul to Satan to gain fame and fortune because they were not aware of spiritual law? You see, 
Satan will encourage us through our intellect to twist the meaning of Scripture, thereby breaking the law, or will offer power and fame to encourage the pride that rises up as we become self-centered, self-sufficient, and again, we break the law of God concerning humility. We must become very familiar with Scripture so we know the law of God inside and out in every area of our life. If we do not break God's laws, but always stay within them, we will be victorious. Remember, God's Word does not come back void, but this is only applicable if we do not allow the enemy in by breaking laws elsewhere in our lives. Read this line again as many times we are our own worst enemy. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 22, verse 29, Jesus answered and said to them, You are mistaken, not knowing the Scriptures nor the power of God. It's like the situation where Satan did not heed the law of Scripture at Psalm chapter 16, verses 10 through 11, and foolishly killed Christ on the cross. He should have known that prophecy had been spoken and recorded or written for men to have hope for restoration and that Jesus would certainly rise from the grave. Psalm chapter 16 verse 10 prophesied, For you will not leave my soul in Sheol, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. The tomb of Christ was empty. He defeated the principality of death. John chapter 20 verses 9 and 10. For as yet they did not know the scripture, that he must rise again from the dead. Then the disciples went away again to their own homes. We see the disciples didn't understand the law of God either, and were for the moment defeated. The more scripture or law we know, the better we are girded up with truth that will defeat the enemy. The more law or scripture we understand, the larger our shield of faith becomes that stops the fiery darts of the enemy. Our comprehension of Scripture helps us to be shod with the good news of God's promises to teach the less mature ones and those of the world Father has marked for His kingdom. Our sword is sharpened and grows sharper as we study Scripture, enabling us to be better warriors and to protect those freshly born into the kingdom. Scripture is knowledge from the tree of life, and the knowledge of God is our helmet of salvation against the intellect of man and the lies of Satan, the accuser of the brethren. The blood of the Lamb is our breastplate of righteousness that covers our heart and the kingdom within it when we make mistakes, and the testimony of what we know from Scripture wins our battles and protects us as this counterfeit world of Satan crumbles and falls around us. Satan's body, Antichrist on the other hand, is filled with those that come against God's elect ones. They are united in hate. Those that make up his body are fashioned by Satan's lies, pride, perversion of scripture, deceit, fear, addiction, etc. Lawbreakers, covenant breakers that are fooled by the master prognosticator into believing they are right able to control their own destiny and do things their way. Are they aware of the spiritual law found in John chapter 15, verse 5, which plainly says, John chapter 15, verse 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. 
He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit, for without me you can do nothing. Of course, when people are truly lawless, they do not want to change, even though the scripture or the laws are made clear. Prophecy is ignored as well, so they fall further away, twisting the word of the Lord to their own demise. You see, the body of Antichrist does not have the blood of the Lamb to cover their mistakes, nor are they under the protection of the law, so they fall further and further from truth. Remember, they are not under the law by their own testimony. Although powerful by worldly standards, with the force of Satan backing them, and many, as the majority of humanity fits best into this body, they lose. God had a plan for the restoration of all creation before the earth was formed. Jesus sensed complete victory for the righteous on the cross. A new generation of eighth-day people have been shaped by the Lord to love His laws, to rejoice in them as they are bringing freedom from the world and its systems and victory to the planet. They teach the laws. They sing them into the wind, letting them defeat the lies of the enemy and roll back the veil of deception that has been blanketing the church. These rejoice in the law 